James chapter 5. This is uh, such a familiar passage that I debated on whether to even read my text this morning before I went in because you're so so familiar uh, with this passage. Anyone that's been around the church any length of time is familiar with James chapter 5 because it's something that we practice in the church on a regular basis, and that is prayer for the sick. How many of you believe in divine healing? James chapter 5, let's pick up about verse number 13, and we'll read through here. You can read along with me if you would like to. Read aloud with me now. Is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Is any merry? Let him sing psalms. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church, and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Confess your faults one to another, and pray one for another that ye may be healed. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Amen, amen, amen. I want to talk to you this morning on the power of prayer on the power of prayer. Let's just do that right now. Lord, we need your help this morning to speak what you have laid upon my heart for this season of the church. And Lord, I pray today that every person in this room is inspired to move forward in prayer, to deeper consecration in prayer, to use the avenue of prayer. Lord, to not look at it being a mountain to climb, but look at it being a communication with you that is available to us every moment and every instant. Lord, we thank you today and give you honor and praise. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. God bless you. You can be seated this morning. Last Sunday evening was uh, one of the more powerful services, I think, that we have experienced here in the church in a while. God has truly been moving. I think at the, toward the conclusion of last Sunday night's service, uh, it was said to me that we are having February services which, of course, meaning uh, following a 40-day fast and the Awakening Revival Conference that we do here um, and what great services we always anticipate and have during that season of the church, that we are having February kind of services here in August and September. And uh, it is true that the last several weeks it seems like that God has been just moving in a powerful, powerful way. We've had a great presence of God in all of our services, Sunday morning and Wednesday nights alike. And our Sunday night services have just been beyond explanation as the power of the Holy Ghost has moved in the last couple of services. And it's not often, of course, that we have services without preaching. The last two or three Sunday nights, I think the last two Sunday nights, have been even without uh, preaching, yet God has done some miraculous things. We have seen people baptized, seen people receive the Holy Ghost, uh, seen backsliders come back to the Lord, and seen multiple people that have received healings and miracles. And uh, it is just an amazing season for the church. But we understand that there is always a price that is paid, and that price that is paid to have such powerful services is that the people of God have committed themselves to prayer. Prayer is uh, the most powerful force in the universe. 
Last Sunday night, I found myself speaking this passage of James chapter 5 over and over again as I was praying for different people that came forward. Uh, It was uh, a little different for me sometimes, of course, when you've been in and around the church your entire life. If we're not careful, we can fall into routine. We can fall into just saying the same things over and over again. Uh, Sometimes we can start prayer at dinner time and the kids can finish the prayer for us. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Uh, We can start to pray uh, for somebody that's sick and somebody that prays next to us often could finish the prayer for us because they have learned the words we say and the routines that we go through in prayer. I'm not knocking uh, your, your method of prayer this morning, but I'm saying that we often get, through, get into uh, routines and rituals, if you please, of praying. But uh, there's been a challenge over the last few weeks to, to pray the Word of God to pray scripture, scripture prayers. And my wife has been uh, one-on-one with several different people that are praying for needs, that she has done uh, word studies in the scripture and has given them Bible verses to pray over specific needs. Here's a scripture to pray. Here's another scripture to pray. And given them lists of scriptures to pray. How many of you have ever prayed the word of God in such a way over your need? It's a powerful way to pray. It's praying the scripture, praying the word of God. There's two things happen when we pray the scripture. It increases our faith because it's not our words. We are praying scripture. We're praying something that is written. As Jesus looks at Satan when he tempted him, he said, Satan, it is written. It is written. There is something powerful about praying the written word of God, about being able to say, it is written. This is not my words. This is the word of the Lord. It increases our faith because we know that when we speak to the obstacle that we are speaking uh, more than just a word of faith, we are speaking the word of God. And uh, there is a word of faith in that word because it increases our faith because we know it is the word of God. And we also, uh, it increases our faith because we are reminding God, not that God needs reminded, but we, it, re- it reminds us that God hasn't forgotten where we are. And uh, it does good for us to remind God that, uh, you know, it's not that God needs reminded, it's that we need reminded that God hasn't forgotten us. And so we're reminding God in prayer by praying His Word, and it increases our faith because we are speaking that Word. And so uh, it's a powerful way to pray, and uh, it, it keeps us sometimes out of the routine and the mundane of prayer in just saying our simple prayer before we we go to bed or just praying over a need, but to speak a powerful word uh, from the Lord. Sunday night as we were in service, I felt a mighty, mighty powerful unction of the Holy Ghost. And as we began to pray, and uh, we were praying for needs, it began as worship and then turned into praying over needs. And as I was laying hands on people and praying for them, I found myself quoting scripture over the people that we were anointing with oil. And uh, I heard several around me join in and begin to pray in such a manner. So as we were going forward, we were laying hands on them and we were speaking a word of faith by the word of God. And we were speaking over them. Lord, your word said the prayer of faith 
shall save the sick, and the Lord will raise them up. And so we were speaking such powerful words, and there was a powerful move of the Spirit. I told a couple of people this week that uh, I, I said, I haven't yet heard the reports, heard the reports from Sunday night. I know that God touched me personally in a very, very powerful way. Uh, I'm unclear exactly what transpired on Sunday night. Uh, there was about a 15-minute or so interval that I was unaware of what was going on. But I do know this much, that God absolutely touched me. Uh, I suffered a little bit with a headache on Sunday night and on Monday. I woke up Tuesday morning feeling better than I have felt in a very, very long time. I went into Wednesday and I was afraid, Lord, now is the collapse coming. And Thursday and Friday and throughout the week. And I have felt stronger than I have felt in a mighty, mighty long time. I believe that God performed a miracle right here on this platform. Now, I don't know all the implications, and I'll leave it at that, but I am going to say that I, for one, believe that God touched me. I haven't heard a lot of reports. I have heard a report or two that has come in. I have heard uh, a report over the offering that we received. Somebody gave sacrificially uh, what they could not afford to give, but they gave it by faith. And this week, somebody came up and handed them the exact amount of money that they gave and said, consider this a gift from the Lord. Now that, ladies and gentlemen, is a sign that we are on the right track with what we are doing. Uh, as we were praying over people and as the, the Lord was moving, there were people being touched. But I, I spoke to a couple of people this week and I said to them, I am going to be shocked if I don't, don't hear multiple reports of people that we laid hands on and prayed for receiving their healing. That was the kind of anointing and power and authority that I felt and sensed in the house of the Lord last Sunday night. And, and I think that when we pray, that is the attitude that we ought to have when we pray. I'm going to be not shocked if you're healed. I'm going to be shocked if you're not healed. I'm going to be, I'm not going to be shocked if God answers my prayer. I'm not going to be amazed at God answering my prayer. I'm going to be amazed if it doesn't come to pass because we are reading the Word of God and standing on the authority of the Word of God and praying the Word of God and speaking the Word of God and living obediently to the Word of God. Ladies and gentlemen, we have an authority in the Word of God. My words are that. They're just my words. But the word of God is forever settled in heaven. Somebody give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Oh, Jesus. Little did we know that on Sunday night that as we prayed that this was going to be a week that was going to be a week that absolutely required prayer. Um, no other way to speak it. This was a trying week for many. This week alone, there were so, so many needs, serious needs. Brother, newcomer's brother, uh, many of you know, uh, saw the Facebook post or connections were made. Heard the announcement in prayer this morning that Brother Newcomer's brother, Tracy, was involved in a very serious motorcycle accident. 
and suffered severe head trauma. And um, I was out of town throughout the day. I haven't taken a day off in several weeks, and I took a day off, and Gentry and I went out of town, and I was out of cell service most of the day, and about 8.30 or 9 o'clock that night, uh, we headed back home, and uh, when we traveled out and got out in uh, to where we finally uh, got close enough to a tower, we beeped into cell service, my phone, of course, I was expecting my phone to kind of go nuts, and I think there was about 52 uh, emails and, and, and text messages and voicemails that came through, and uh, so I kind of scrolled through, through them to see if there's anything uh, serious, anything severe, and uh, one such uh, very critical prayer request that came through was related to Brother Newcomer's brother. And uh, he was, Brother Newcomer was requesting prayer, very serious head trauma, uh, lifelined into the hospital. And uh, we knew that, uh, of course, it was a very, very serious situation. And as we uh, began to travel, Gentry and I in the vehicle began to pray and just ask the Lord right there. I spoke to my wife. She said when she got news that she, uh, I think she was with Spencer and Dylan, and uh, she said that they just stopped what they were doing and began to pray. And the text messages and emails began to go out, and people began to communicate throughout the church one with another. Serious need. We've got to pray. We've got to pray. We've got to seek the Lord. And so prayer began to go up. No doubt, uh, not just in our local assembly, but around the country, people began to pray. Communications were made. Uh, online networks were tapped into, and the resources were tapped into. Do you understand the power of the technology age that we live in and the ability to be able to tap resources that within just a moment's time that somebody on the other side of the world can be praying for a need. It is a powerful resource. It is an incredible resource that uh, I thank God for. And so people all over the country began to pray and we began to seek God. And uh, I rushed home and left Gentry with the details of cleaning everything up. We came flying in by my house. I jumped out, ran inside, and grabbed a shower. And my good wife had the car running and ready and clothes laid out. And I grabbed a shower and jumped in the vehicle and we headed to Fort Wayne. And as we were driving there, we spent some time talking. And uh, driving as we were going, uh, the communication between us uh, sometimes I, I told Brother Newcomer, uh, I said, this, this, is, this is our opportunity to be able to talk. Uh, the kids aren't around. We don't get interrupted. And so we can just communicate. And so we were catching up on all the things that are going. But above all and beyond all were the moments of prayer that we were saying, this is a situation that only God can take care of. We understand medical science is practicing, but that's what they're doing. They're practicing. But God is not practicing. God is a healer. And so we, we would pause and we would pray and we would drive and we would, we would talk some more and we would ask the Lord's help. And, and uh, of course, you know my wife and I, and when we're driving like that, there's always a few breaks for the tears to flow. And, and just talking to the Lord and saying, God, this is a, this is a moment that you've got to work. We got there and, uh, and, and didn't, didn't have opportunity. He was in surgery. Tracy was in surgery. And we stayed for a little 
little bit and didn't have the opportunity to go in. Uh, but uh, many of you perhaps have heard the latest update, but uh, very, very serious situation. Uh, but the swelling has gone down. And uh, a good report that uh, there is brain function and there is, he's moving and, and there's no setbacks. And, and somebody says, well, this is just medical science at work. No, this is the hand of the Lord at work. Uh, I, think, I thank everybody for their education and for the, for the, the, the movement of science. But I've got to tell you, the glory belongs to the Lord. I believe that God's hand was upon that man and through the hands of those doctors and by the power of the Lord that he was strengthened in the confidence. And who knows why things like this happens, but I do know this much. As we walked out of the hospital and was getting ready to leave, I said to Brother Newcomer, where would we be without the Lord? Where would we be without the Lord? When these situations come, others don't have a place to turn to. They don't know what to do. They're afraid. They're worried. They're fearsome. They have nowhere to go. What am I going to do? They're fearful. I'm not sure what what to do and where to turn. But the people of God know that we have an avenue of prayer and that we can break into that realm of prayer and begin to call on the name of the Lord. I thought it fitting this morning, Sister Cheryl. What a great song. The name of Jesus is, is healing. The name of Jesus is power. It's above all things. I don't know about you, but I'm glad I have the name of Jesus. And I'm glad I have the avenue of prayer. That we can break into prayer, calling on the name of the Lord. And we know that He will make a way out of no way. This week has been such a crazy week of unbelievable things that are happening in our world. The situation surrounding our nation right now uh, on every level. We have uh, the, the world conditions that are so unbelievable. Uh, depending on which news network you click on or you check out which website, you're going to discover uh, all of the things that are happening around the world. In our face this morning is a situation that, uh, that absolutely has captured the attention of the entire world. Uh, a four-year-old baby in Christ, uh, apostolic lady that has been jailed for standing upon her faith and upon her beliefs. I'm not here this morning to debate the issue of how things should have been handled or shouldn't have been handled. But I am here this morning to say that uh, our nation is in trouble. Our nation is in severe trouble. We are, I, I don't, don't take this wrong this morning. I didn't come to, to say, to, to preach a message of gloom and doom and despair. I made a little post this morning uh, as I was preparing for this message. And I said, I don't, uh, I long for the return of uh, the America that I grew, in, grew up in. But I, I don't expect its return. But I do expect the return of the Lord very, very soon. I don't know about you, but it 
times like these, there's only one thing that the church can really do. Rather than us all debating against one another and fussing and fighting with one another on what should have happened or shouldn't have happened. All I know is this morning that there is a lady that is put in jail over a religious freedom. That is my greatest concern. Because where will it be next? Where will it go to next? When will be the next preacher that will be put in jail over a religious freedom of saying I can't do that by the authority of the word of God. I come this morning to speak a word to you and tell you that yes the church can be activated and the church must be active and we need to go to the to, to the to the polls and we need to vote and we need to do all of these things and we need to speak up and let our voice be heard and that's wonderful but we were called to be activists. We were called as the people of God to be a people of prayer we can have we have an avenue of prayer and we can go to God in prayer and that is not a debatable situation this is a situation that only God is able to fix murders on every side policemen being shot down at gas pumps over just pumping gas in a neighborhood that they didn't want his presence known we are in a sick world and there is only one answer and it is Jesus Christ he is the answer for the world come on Christian life church we've got to step forward in prayer we've got to be stronger in prayer than we've ever been I'm not talking about prayer meetings that are called on a Monday night or a Wednesday night or a Friday or Saturday night but I'm talking about every day in prayer on Monday in prayer on Tuesday in prayer assembling in prayer prayer must be at the forefront of everything that we do Oh, somebody clap your hands to the Lord. The church must unite. The church must unite as a powerful army of prayer warriors. I have been saddened this week as I have read the comments, followed the social media posts of some of the great leaders, and I've seen the debates as they have unfolded, and even the anger that have come from brother to brother and sister to sister, as they have debated over issues that none of us truly know all of the details. It is time that the church humbles themselves and prays. The church must unite in prayer. An army of prayer warriors. They've taken down our display this week. Last Sunday we had a nice little display on the platform from our children's ministry program. You see them coming in in their fatigues. It's because they signed up last week in the army of the Lord. Ladies and gentlemen, we enrolled a long time ago in the army of the Lord. And we must not forget that this is war. This is for keeps. 
This isn't pretend. This isn't play. Somebody said to me the other day, I live in the real world. No, you're living in an imaginary world. The church is in a real world and in a real war. And we are fighting a real battle against the world. But I came today to tell you, I've read the back of the book, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. I come to tell you, don't don't start feeling like well people are going to start leaving the church over persecution the church has never gone down in times of persecution but get ready for the greatest revival that the church has ever seen in these last days God is going to send us revival people are going to turn to a place that is secure and steadfast we're living in the last days we got to pray for revival Pray for a harvest of souls. I'm going to make a bold statement right now. When we fail to pray, the flesh begins to control. It's a gradual process as prayer declines, flesh increases. And when we get to a point, this is a self-examination moment. It's Sunday morning. I want everybody to leave here happy, so I'm not going to come at you too hard. But I am going to say this to you. When we reach a point where we can find fault with everything and everybody, there's something wrong in your prayer life. Mark it down. If it's, if it's not legit, you can mark it down. You're not praying. I know that I'm getting bold in my older years here. And as my hair turns gray, I'm getting a little bolder. But my response to people that come in my office with complaints about the church is how much prayer have you put into this? Because chances are when we become critical about our brother and our sister, we're not praying about it. And I thought this week while a lady is put in jail and there's a family that probably are not sure what's going to happen, a local church that's disturbed and people all over the world in disarray and the real implications of this are huge. I believe I might have spoken and prophesied about this about seven years ago. I looked over some notes. I did. There's no doubt. I almost re-preached a message this morning that I preached seven years ago when I begged people to pay attention and wake up and understand what is happening all around the country. Let me tell you some things that are going on around the world. A huge, a huge uh, rally of... um, Uh, of bikers are meeting in Washington, D.C., and they are being called together by Louis Farrakhan this week. And uh, they are being called together by Louis Farrakhan, and he is calling for 10,000 black bikers to rise to the occasion and to put to halt or put to death police officers. Seven years ago, I spoke the name to you and told you he was one of the most dangerous men in America. He was one of the greatest supporters of change, if you get what I'm saying, seven years ago. And change, ladies and gentlemen, is exactly what we've gotten. This world has changed in the last seven years. 
This world has changed. All of these terrible things that are happening from the murders of police officers to the jailing of Christians to dead babies being washed up on seashores across the world to the beheading and burning and drowning of Christians by the Muslim movement called ISIS. And we are selfishly debating over where we stand over petty issues. Whether we sing my song or the message is too long. Or the way service schedule runs. Somebody's not praying. Because when we unite in prayer, look at your neighbor and say, let's unite. There's nothing more powerful than unity. When people unite in prayer, if one puts a thousand to flight and two ten thousand, you just do the math from there. I got a feeling that about 150, 60, 70, 80 people that are gathered together at Christian Life Church this morning, if we united in prayer, the gates of hell would be shaken this morning and the devil would be calling and crying out for Jesus to return because he's in a bad fix himself. When the people of God unite, nothing is impossible. Most of the problems we deal with in life are a product of prayerlessness. When people become prayerless, flesh begins to rule. And when people allow flesh to rule, we become self-serving. Selfish. The church can afford the luxury of prayerlessness. A prayerless life leads to a life that is constantly feeding fleshly desires. What can I do for my enjoyment? It's all about me. What's in it for me? That kind of spirit leads to immorality. That kind of spirit leads to rebellion. That kind of spirit leads to a sinful, selfish life. Prayer is God's appointed means of communication and relationship. One who doesn't pray can't possibly have a relationship with the Lord. Because prayer is the communication time with the Lord. I come this morning to speak pretty plain to this congregation right now. But I'm going to tell you that if you're married this morning or have been married or have been in a relationship, you're going to get what I'm saying right now. But if all I do is run home in time to be able to connect up and hook up and that's all I want out of a relationship, there is not too much to that relationship. If all I do is run to church, bless me now, and run out the door, there's not too much. 
much to that relationship. But when I go home and I say, hey, let me communicate with you today and tomorrow and the next day, that makes the moments we share together much more precious and much more cherishable. I come this morning to tell you that a church that is in prayer, in deep relationship with the Lord, is going to be a church that is fulfilled in every way. You have time to pray. You're never too busy to pray. Because if you take time to pray, you won't have to take time to worry. If you take time to pray, you won't have to take time to be fretful. If you take time to pray, you won't have time to gossip. If you take time to pray, you won't have time to run your neighbor down because prayer will fix a lot of the other things and God will put time back into your schedule. Take time to pray. You'll never accomplish the things you want to accomplish in life without prayer. Prayer will develop you into the person that God wants you to be. Pastor, you're talking about prayer. I need to know how to pray. And I know that's, that's some lessons that we need to teach here. But can I just say this with all honesty this morning? It's more important that you pray than how you pray. The disciples asked Jesus to teach them to pray. And Jesus just gave them a real simple little format by which to pray. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And he goes on and speaks to them, gives them a little avenue of how to pray. And we can break it down and teach on it. But can I tell you, we can teach on prayer all we want to teach on. Sister Newcomer said it right here on Friday night a week ago when she said, Prayer can't be taught. Prayer has to be caught. We've got to catch this this morning. If you don't understand it, that's all right. I just hope something just snags into your jaw and you say, man, I don't know, but I'm going to do what pastor says. I'm going to start praying. I'm going to put a little prayer in every day. Pastor, I'm struggling. I'm praying five minutes a day, trying to pray 15, but I just, man, I'm struggling. Keep praying five minutes. Push it to six. Before long, you'll get there. But just spend time in prayer. There are some things that only prayer can do. I want you to notice some things that the prayer of faith will produce. Verse 15 of our text this morning said, The prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he committed any sins, they will be forgiven him the prayer of faith shall save the sick and the Lord shall raise him up if my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray let me just break this down for you First of all, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. 
it accomplishes a lot. And the prayer of faith shall save. Everybody say save. There's saving power in prayer. How many of you believe that? There's saving power in prayer. The lost will be saved when we pray. The church will grow when we pray. And there is healing power in prayer. Healing power is released when we pray. By His stripes, we are healed. Second Chronicles chapter 7. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. You see, there's a few things that we have to do here. Then... Will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin? See the saving power? And will heal their land. See the healing power? There may not be a more powerful scripture for today. The greatest power known to man is the power of prayer. The most powerful force, the most powerful army in the universe is not the United States military service but it is a one God apostolic church united in prayer it puts the world on notice Satan trembles at prayer kingdoms have been won through prayer Souls have been saved through prayer. Churches have been built by prayer. Lives have been changed by prayer. The sick have been healed by prayer. Prodigals come home by prayer. Homes have been changed and marriages saved by prayer. And then, then there, there are the provision of needs through prayer. Philippians chapter 4, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known unto the Lord. You know what this is saying by prayer and supplication? Supplication is the sincerity it is the consecration of the life. It is, it is the asking. And he's saying don't do it angrily. Don't do it uh, in fear. But do it with thanksgiving. Do it unto the Lord. Knowing that when you pray that God is going to hear. And that he is going to answer. Be careful for nothing but in everything. Everybody say everything. In your life that means So tomorrow when you're at work, that means when you're at home with your family, that means pray over. That means when something happens in your life that frustrates you, to pray over. That means when your kids have issues to pray over. Everything. When there's problems in the church, we ought to pray over everything. Philippians 4.19 We're just dropping down about 14, 13 verses But my God 
shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory. God's able. God is able. Finally, and I'll wrap it up with this this morning. Is the answer to covenant prayer. Matthew chapter 18. Verse 19 says that if two of you agree. Everybody say unite. Agree. If two of you shall agree on earth. As touching anything. What you got there in your hand? What you got in your hand here? Got a Bible in your hand? That's a Bible. You sure it's a Bible? Feels like a Bible to me too. Feels like a Bible to you? You sure it's a Bible? Without a doubt. I'm pretty sure it's a Bible. We're touching this. We're agreeing, right? We're touching and agreeing. This is a Bible. This is the same thing. It is. A, this is what it is. If two of us, if we two can agree in prayer the same way we agree touching anything, if you can unite your faith with somebody else as in the same agreement as you are when you are touching, if you can agree together with somebody, touching and agreeing is more than just touching somebody and saying, yeah, I agree. Anything that you ask, it shall. Everybody say shall. Boy, we like that verse in Acts chapter 2, don't we? We like it in Acts chapter 2, don't we? You shall receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Can we like that kind of verse here that says if two agree touching anything that it shall, the same shall, the same word, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. Now I want us to exercise what I have preached to you for a few minutes this morning. There are several serious needs among us. If you would I want you to put our prayer request list back on the screen behind me. I just want you to put it up for a few minutes. There's several needs here. Some of them I'm not going to go into. I'm not going to explain but I'm going to just cover a couple of things that we're going to agree over and agree with this morning. Now, here's what we're going to do. We're going to exercise our faith this morning because we are going to agree together over some of these issues and some of these things that we have already prayed over this morning. Because I fear that maybe when it comes prayer time, we look at the prayer list and hear the prayer request and it becomes time for us to explain what's wrong with everybody. And it's a good opportunity for us to take a water break, a drink break, move about, do whatever we need to do in the service while we're going through. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. But I wonder what could happen in this service this morning that if two or three of us could agree. 
I wonder what would happen this morning if we could agree. You two come up here with me this morning. We're going to agree. Why don't you stand with me this morning? We're going to agree together with some, on some things this morning because there are some needs. There are some very serious needs that are among us this morning. Brother Kevin Copas is going in for heart bypass surgery this coming Thursday. This is a very, very serious surgery. But we know a God that is able. We know a God that is able. Brother Newcomer's brother is doing much, much better, but he is still in very, very, very critical condition that desperately needs a miracle. How many of you agree that the Lord can finalize what He's already started? Is there any agreement in the house this morning? Anybody that can agree together today that God is able to make a way? Brother Jason Emery, we've been praying for for a long time for a miracle. How many of you can agree together that God is going to continue the work and that He's going to provide a miracle for Brother Jason, we need to agree together. Several needs that are on this list this morning. Now here's what we're going to do. If you're a guest, I want you to try your best to feel comfortable because I don't do this every service and I don't make people uncomfortable like this all the time. But this morning, we're going to step out of our comfort zone. Is that all right? All right, let's vote over it. How many of you are okay with me? Lift your hand if you're okay with us stepping out of our comfort zone and letting God move in the house this morning. Let me see your hands real high. We're going to step out of our comfort zone. That looks like most of you in agreement with me this morning. It takes agreement for anything to happen. These three things that I mentioned to you this morning and several more on the list that are behind me. There is nothing we can do. As I sat in the hospital room Thursday night, Friday morning, we sat there in the hospital waiting room. I sensed among the family the same feeling that I had. I felt helpless. I wish there was something I could do. I wish there was something I could do, but I... I wish there was a word that I could say. I wish, I wish there was something more that I could do. And I looked at these situations. I, these are things that only God is able to take care of. And the avenue of the avenue of prayer is all we really have. Anybody with me this morning? Matthew chapter 18 says, Where two or three are gathered together in my name. I believe that speaks of the same agreement that James chapter 5 speaks of in prayer. He says, There I am in the midst of them. I want you to say this word with me. Covenant with me in prayer covenant with me in prayer I don't want you guys to come up here and humor me I don't want you to humor me in the few minutes when we pray but when we pray I want you to covenant with me that when we agree together that it is absolute agreement that just just absolute agreement that when we pray over these needs I want you to agree with me in covenant that God is going to hear our prayer 
and that God is going to touch and move. Now here's what I'm going to ask you to do. I want you to get together in groups. However you feel like doing it, the larger groups are better. You can come forward, gather here in the front, gather in the aisles, gather in the back, gather in the pews. But I'm going to ask you to move quickly. And here's what I want you to do. I want you to move and get together with people that you're very comfortable with, the most comfortable that you can be. I want you to get together with people that you feel that you can covenant with. Maybe right in the pew where you are, maybe come forward. But there's some needs here. And, and we're going to covenant together. Now, we got to get groups together, all right? We need some groups together. So I need you to move quickly. Move quickly. Step out. Don't, don't cause me to beg this morning. We're going to move very, very quickly, and we're going to pray over these needs. And it's all right. You're not going to keep your eyes closed the whole time because you may pray over one thing and somebody else may pray over another. But we're going to covenant and agree together because each group is going to take one of these names and we're going to pray over one of these names, all right? While you're moving and getting in your groups, I need about 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 groups together. So if you could break into about 12 groups, about 12 groups, this would be good, get in about 12 groups. We need about 12 groups. That'd be about 10 to a group. And if you'd gather together in about 12 groups, about 10 to a group, we're going to pray together because each group is going to take one of these names and we're going to pray over these names that are here and we're going to believe that God is going to make a way. Now, how many of you are with me this morning? All right. We together, how many groups we got? Help me right quick. I need about 10 groups this morning. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 groups. 12 groups, sorry. I need about 12 groups this morning. About 12 groups. We're going to take just a minute to get together. We're going to pray, covenant prayer together here in just a few moments. And God is going to pour out His Spirit in this house and He's going to move in a mighty, mighty way. You groups back here in the back, can they get together? Back in the back, we need, we need two more groups. Is that what we're needing? We got a group in the back. You got the group in the back. All right, let's take one of these larger groups right here. Can we break a group in about half right here? You look like the largest group right here. Would you guys just break in half right here? Paula, move up toward Jamie. Cameron, if you'd move forward towards sister, there you go. That creates, that gives us another group. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. The youth are coming in. All right, all right. Let's get the youth up here on the platform real, real quick with my wife. I know you, don't, you didn't hear the message this morning. You don't understand fully what we're doing. We're getting ready to covenant together in prayer. We're going to pray over these needs. God's going to move. God's going to move. In the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord. All right, I'm fixing to go through the groups. We're going to give each group a name, and I want this group to focus and agree together over the name. All right, we're going to go through this, this group this morning. Cindy, Paula, your group, I'm going to start with your dad, Brother Price. We're going to pray. You, you guys take take this name. There's, there's a, few, a few groups here specifically. I want to put Brother Newcomer, where are you this morning? Right here, I want you to take your brother, Tracy Newcomer. Your group is going to be praying over Brother Newcomer. Where is Sister Farah this morning? What group is she in? She's in this group together. Pull out of that group and move over here to one of these other groups right quick. If you would, just pull over here. Your name's on the list. All right, Brother Kevin Copas, where are you this morning? Right there, Brother Kevin. This group is going to focus on Brother Kevin's need. 
You, you, this group right here is going to focus on Olivia this morning. Where's Tom and Amanda? Where are they at this morning? Are they in here? I saw Sister Amanda earlier. She, she's in the nursery. Would one of you groups take, take Faith Dalton this morning? You guys got Faith Dalton right here in this group. I need one of these groups to focus this morning on Pastor Carol Magruder. Would one of you groups focus on Pastor Carol Magruder? One of you groups here, just raise a hand if I haven't. This group right here, the youth group, will focus on Carol Magruder this morning. All right. Sister Medlin, evangelist, evangelist Medlin's wife, this group right here is going to take is going to take and agree with uh, for Sister Medlin this morning. All right, where are we at? Where are we at? Uh, Sister Lee. Sister Lee, is there a group that doesn't have this group right here? You guys have Olivia already? Do we have a group that doesn't have a name? A group that doesn't, back in the very back, would you take Sister Lee? Sister Lee, Joe Kreider has cancer. Is there another group that doesn't have a name? Right here. All right, Joe Kreider, he has cancer. God's going to make a way. Where is Sister Griffith this morning? Did somebody say she's here today? Right here, this group right here, I want you to agree together over Sister Griffith this morning. Where's Brother Jason Emery today? Where's Brother Jason Emery? Is he able to be here this morning? Right over here. All right, you're going to, you, I want this group to focus on Brother Jason Emery this morning. All right, we got all these names covered. Now, here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. I need you to appoint somebody real quickly. Is going to be the spokesman for the group and is going to lead this group in prayer. All right, just your group. I'm not going to appoint. You group, just appoint a spokesman in each group. We need a spokesman in each group, all right? You got your spokesman appointed. Here's what we're about to do this morning. We are going to break into prayer. You are going to focus on the name that you have, and here's what I'm going to ask you to do. I want you to look at one another in the eye, and I want you to covenant together over this name that we are going to agree together over this name that God is going to perform a miracle. We are going to pray the Word of God, and God is going to perform a miracle this morning. Are you ready, Christian Life Church, to pray the prayer of faith? I'm going to hand this microphone off here in just a second, and we're going to pray the word of faith, but I want you to agree together. Come on. Don't look around. Covenant together. Look at one another and covenant. Can you agree together? Can we covenant? If you can't covenant and agree, just step out of the group. we got to agree together that God is a miracle worker. God is going to heal. God is going to make a way. God is going to send the answer this morning in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Come on, let's begin to pray. Covenant together, God is going to make a way in the name of the Lord, in the name of the Lord, in the name of Jesus. Come on, that's it. Unity, unity. We're unifying. We're focusing our prayer on one name this morning in agreement and in unity and by faith in the Word of God. God is about to perform it this morning. God is about to perform it this morning. God, by the authority of your Word and the power of your name, we declare healing for Bishop tonight. Today, God, we declare declare healing for Tracy Newcomer, God. We pray right now, God, that you would touch Sister Medlin, Brother Kevin, Sister Farrington, Hikayala Mahashata. God, we pray that you would touch Olivia, touch Faith, God, touch Sister Lee this morning, God, touch Joe, heal him of cancer. God, touch Sister Griffith, Griffith right now by the authority of your word and the power of your name. God, we pray.
for Jason this morning. God, Lord Jesus, that you would continue to work everything out, God. By your stripes, we have been healed, God. I pray that you would raise up a standard in this place today, God. By the authority of your word and the power that's in the name of Jesus, you said that in your word, Jesus, that the prayer of faith will heal the sick and that you will raise them up, Jesus. God, so this morning, we bring to you the sick. We bring to you the afflicted, Jesus, and we stand on your word. You are not a man that you should lie, but you are bound by your word, Jesus. So, God, we stand on the authority of your word, on the promise of your word. And, God, we speak forth the healing. Lord God, we call down your blessing. We call down your power. My God, let healing virtue flow. Lord, Lord, my God, we speak against sickness. We speak against infirmity. We speak against disease. Lord, my God, now in the name of Jesus, God, let the sick be raised. Lord, my God, Lord, my God, do the work that only you can do. Do the work that only you can do. Come on, that's it. We fulfilled unity. We fulfilled prayer. We fulfilled supplication. Now, let's move into the arena of thanksgiving. Come on now, somebody. Why don't you thank the Lord like he's already performed it. Thank him that he's heard your prayer. Go ahead, take some time to thank him this morning. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Yeah. No other name, no other name like Jesus. 